Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Carlos's Movies, News, and Reviews. Now, it is Saturday, March 21st. I want to say thank you for being around another day, another time. I can't wait to see everybody once again as we go through the isolation. So, let's get it started, shall we? Now, today's a little bit different. We're going to talk about TV series. Now, with series, you can get your own feels, things, and whatnot, but this is going to be different. We're just going to focus on one network for today because I know most of everybody is sitting at home and has Netflix. I know some people don't have certain networks, so let's get right into it with Netflix's originals. And the first one up I want to talk about is The Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy is a pretty awesome series, and it is official, 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 official. Another season is coming straight to Netflix, so be on the lookout for that. If you don't know anything about Umbrella Academy, you're completely fine. Put it this way. It's a bunch of young kids who have super abilities who years and years later come back together to grieve together for their strange father's death while something else is unraveling even bigger. It's an awesome series It is worth checking out. There's not too many episodes, which is great because A, you can dive right into it. You're not getting like a typical 24 episode list, you know, something of that nature. It's 10 episodes, 45 to 47 minutes long. Some are uh, 50 even. So let's put it into the hour category. It's hour long per episode. You have great acting, great visual special effects going on. You have a storyline that is very unique. It's based on a comic book. And you get that superhero feeling, if you will. You know, it's pretty straight up, straightforward. The program creators are Steve Blackman and Jerry Slater. If you're not aware of these fabulous writers, they also did a show called The Associates years and years and years before. Now, with that kind of flow of creativity to create some fantasy show, you get that mark. Now, the show's got Aiden Gallagher, Robert Sheehan, Ellen Page, Tom Hopper, Emmy Raver Lampin, David Castaneda, Kate Walsh, John Magaro, even Mary J. Blige is in it. So give it a shot. Check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Umbrella Academy, now streaming on Netflix. Now, with that being said, let's go into another segment of a new series or original. Everybody's been talking about it. Ni I say more. Flip a coin to your Witcher. That's right. Geralt of Rivia. A hunter, a journeyman, played by Henry Cavill, takes place in a mythical land during a time of need and want. It's 
got everything you need in it. It's got action, monsters, love, laughter, comedy, creativity, fantasy. It's crazy good. I highly recommend it. If you haven't gotten into something like Game of Thrones and you want to just stay away from that, you're completely fine here. You're in a safe space. And if you're coming from Game of Thrones wanting that Game of Thrones feel, well, guess what? You're not going to get that same feel. It's completely different. It has its own unique storytelling. It has its own little style. It's completely different. And it's based on a series of books. That's right. Not the video game, The Witcher. It's the series of books Please keep in mind that the video game is actually inspired from the books. This is all based on a series of books. So there, there's only eight episodes and they're roughly running another hour long of episodes. It's definitely something that's going to be huge and big. It's uh, creator Lauren Schmidt Hishurch. He's, uh, or excuse me, uh, you know, it's just different. Sorry for the pause there, kind of getting through all the anecdotes as I go over this. Uh, Henry Cavill is with Anya Shalachara and Freya Allen, and the story takes place with a different type of approach. Throughout the story, you're getting flashbacks and you're getting present day time of the story, and it follows Gerard Rivière a hunter, a monster himself that struggles to find his place in this world. And Henry Cavill brings on a great performance, but I must say probably my favorite character of the whole show aside from him is Joey Beatty. Joey Beatty plays Dandleton, who is this traveling bard, if you will, that literally does songs of history and tells tales. And his character is not only funny at times, but he's also influential into Henry Cavill's character finding the humanity that he's never had. So it's very cool to see that kind of storytelling that's different. And now that's streaming on Netflix. Season two is coming. However, as everybody knows, the world is on lockdown right now, in a sense. Most of it and all of Hollywood is certainly on lockdown. So with The Witcher coming out in season two, look for probably a late 2019 or a 2020 release. But season one is up and available Now, moving on to another series that you can get into on Netflix is Altered Carbon. I'm a huge fan of the show. I will try to tell you nothing because you need to see Altered Carbon. And I do have a little another surprise for you if you haven't been on your Netflix game in a minute. Is Season 2 is out now. So, Season 1 is roughly the probably one of the not roughly it is it's awesome it's it's amazing uh it's eight uh it's 10 episodes long and fyi little spoiler not to ruin everybody's parade but season two is eight episodes long so season one takes place in this utopia crazy future 
and it stars the main character Takeshi Kovacs who in this future wakes up 250 years after his death and discovers that he's been resurrected to help a titan of industry solve his own murder and how it works is in this future your mind your consciousness if you will is stored in what's called a stack and it's a little chip that goes in the back of your neck but it doesn't have to be your neck it can be the neck of a host body so what happens here is Takeshi is put on this path of after he comes back to not only solve murder but also find his own story of who he once was to reconnect and also find who he is becoming something new it's something different and uh you know it's it's awesome now jumping to season two it's completely different because season two he Kovacs wakes up 30 years at later after the Bancroft case with the Titan industry guy and Kovacs is offered a new job and here's the great part about this series show if you will is that he wakes up in a completely new body so that is Altered Carbon in a nutshell. And I think that for anybody that loves sci-fi, that loves things that are different, it's awesome. It's awesome. For example, the first season, Takeshi Kovacs wakes up in Joel Kinnaman's body. Joel Kinnaman, if you don't know, he played the new RoboCop. He was in that show, The Killing. That's him in a nutshell. Well, not a nutshell, but that's him there. And then in season two, he wakes up in Anthony Mackie's body. And we all know Anthony Mackie. If we don't, here's a hint. He plays the Falcon in every single Marvel film, which is great. On your left. And so Altered Carbon season two is out. It just dropped a couple weeks ago. Please, if you give it a shot, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Your friends and family will love it. It's fun. It's action. It's drama. It's sensationalism at its height of something like that. Now, for my diehard Hooked fans, this is awesome. There is an animated movie that just dropped last night. Alter Carbon Resleeved. And... This is completely different, and it's about honor. It's got more of that Japanese feel to it, if you will. And um, I think we all need to check it out. I haven't checked it out myself yet. I kind of can't wait. But uh, the cool thing is it still has Takeshi Kovacs in it. So that's going to be really cool, really awesome. I can't wait to check it out. Um, On to the next, on to the next, on to the next. So with another Netflix series that anybody and everybody should get into or at least try, this is definitely something that's not original but out on Netflix right now 
is they started releasing Outlander. And this is really cool. It's the story of a modern woman who ends up time traveling back into the past, which is really interesting in itself because the past that she goes to is not your typical, like, oh, I went back to the 60s or something of that nature. She actually goes to the to the pre-height of the British War and the American War and the Revolutionary War. She goes back even, like, before those events. So it's interesting. It's her finding love, finding family, finding peace, but also she's slowly changing the world in a way. I think it's worth checking out. It's a romantic odyssey. It's earned three Golden Globe nods. It's a binge-watching show at the least. Um, Really great. Um, Side note, actually, one of the main actors in the show, I had the privilege and honor of meeting when I was living in Europe, and I went to a uh, little... Well, not little. (laughs) I went to one of the, if not the oldest film festivals in the world in Edinburgh, Scotland. And he was telling me about the show and how they work around the clock in terms of uh, keeping writers and actors on page with each other. It was really impressive uh, because they didn't want other people of the cast to know certain elements. So they had to slip on slide scripts. It was really cool. And, uh, you know, that's that I think is really cool. And another thing to keep you cool, our sponsor today, one of them is Gatorade. Now you can get these Gatorade Zeros. It's got zero sugar thirst quencher. Yeah, you know, I, I like them. They keep you hydrated, replenishing. You're not getting all those tons of sugar. There is some sodium in there. So, you know, if you're worried about that, then I'm sorry. But, you know if you want some different flavor, have at it. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's a Gatorade, you know, it's going to do what it does. I guess it's better than drinking pop, right? Yeah, let's, you know, no offense to the pop lovers and all the major pop companies. Sorry, guys, but uh, it's delicious, but not for me. All right, so... Moving on to another great series to watch on Netflix would probably be a revisiting place. It's The Good Place. You know, uh, this is <laughs> this is a crazy show. It's It stars Kristen Bell and Ted Danson in a wacky afterlife comedy. It's won Critics' Choice TV Awards. So Kristen Bell was basically... Um, she was just selfish, period. She was probably one of the most selfish people you could ever want to know or meet in your life and uh she's dead so for her in the afterlife she's gonna have to do better than the life that she lived now there's three seasons currently streaming on netflix it's funny it's straight up comedy this show uh typically runs i think it's like a half an hour long for uh, you know yeah it's about 20 20 three minutes long because you know they do the cold commercial cut from that to you know we get zero commercials so yeah the good place i think you'll uh find it funny um it's definitely different and you know us being michiganders if you are listening and tuning in from michigan keep in mind kristen bell she's a michigander you got to show that michigander love so yeah check it out it's the good place now 
for anybody that feels like, oh, well, you, you left out this, you left out that. Well, I'm not here to talk about every single TV series out there. I'm here to talk about something that you may have missed on the radar, you may have not have, or whatnot, you know. This is, uh, this is an interpretation for me to give to you of what's the best out there. So, swinging on over, this is my last series review on Netflix, and then we'll get into some news events and some other things that are going on for film. Now, this right here is the bee's knees. It's the creme de la creme. It's what everybody needs to watch straight up. It's Mindhunter. Mindhunter is the true story of how in the late 70s, two FBI agents expanded criminal science by delving into psychology of murder and getting uneasily close to the real monsters. It's got Jonathan Groff, Holt McCallany, and Anna Torv. Seriously, you need to watch it. It gives you the chills. It's given me the chills just talking about it. It's from the creative, sick, twisted mind of David Fincher. If you're not familiar with David Fincher, here's two movies that should sum up David Fincher for you. And that would be Fight Club and Seven. That's it, you know. But to give you more of a better understanding, if you've watched The Zodiac then that's what Mindhunter gives you. It gives you that kind of feel, that Zodiac feel. And David Fincher, who's a master with the camera and performances, throws no light into not walking away from. It's so good. It's got you gripping from your seat to the end. The performances are disturbing, to say the least, in the best way possible. For example... One of the serial killers that they interview looks exactly and mimics and performs exactly like the serial killer that they really studied. And how they got this performance off is David Fincher, his company, his team got permission from the FBI to have access to actual video interviews and audio tapes of serial killers to make this film as real as possible. So that's how they're able to do this. And you'll see some relevance in uh, the end of episodes and such. Now, the cool thing that's really cool that I thought he did was, uh, if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and you got to see Charlie Manson a couple times and you thought, man, the actor looks so much like him and it's a great performance. Well, David Fincher hired him to be in Mindhunter Season 2. So yeah, check it out. Mindhunter, it's out on Netflix. It's an original. It's definitely for you. Check it out. Uh, We'll come back to some other series, and we may have some Netflix in there. But for now, let's just move on over to news. So yesterday, you heard me talking about how there's this whole stop in the Hollywood system and how they're looking at streaming films. Warner Brothers is really spearheading this, guys. They're looking at probably just dumping all of their 2019 and maybe some 2020 into streaming platforms. They're considering it heavily because A, they're losing money. Everybody's losing money and they want to get as much as squeeze as they can. Now, this is the serious talk right here. 
Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, you heard me right. Wonder Woman 1984 is being considered to be released. Now, it's not set and slated to be released until June. That doesn't mean it's going to come next week. But they're seriously thinking that, hey, if we're still on lockdown and the country's not rebounding and people are going to theaters... They're going to consider putting it out for release instead of postponing it. Now, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that movie theaters should be accessible at this time? I hope not. I don't think so. Um, For anybody that's seen Outbreak, that's a hint. Um, I think overall, I think at some point, these studio systems and these directors and producers should really consider like what's important. And if you want to help people out in this time of need and still get paid, I understand. But also I understand that the importance that um, it's an art first. Are we turning it too much into a business that nothing else matters and we only want pay? Like you already make an excessive amount of money. The people that aren't making money that deserve to get paid that should get residuals, even if it is streaming, are the worker bees, the set designers, the people that are building the sets, the grips, the key grips, the gaffers, those people. What about those people? What about the camera departments, camera crews, people that are setting that up, PAs, certain things of that nature that worked on that? Are they getting any type of abbreviment help right now? Because no. Right now, the Hollywood system, even the elite, aren't even helping out their own. That that I find grossly dissatisfying. That these people aren't reaching out to their crews right now. Now, that doesn't mean everybody. I'm not labeling everybody. I'm sure there's great, amazing individuals that are well off that are helping out their assistants, their smaller people, you know, in this time of crisis and need. However, as the studio, the studio system, there's freelance workers, there's people that have worked one-offs and such that literally have not been helped out. There's no package set up for them. And we're talking about right now, just U.S. alone is roughly over 250,000 employees that work in the studio systems or do free free gigs, stuff like that, that literally all that combined that are not getting help. So they're stuck trying to collect unemployment or they're not collecting unemployment, you know, and it's it's kind of it kind of sucks. But, you know, at the same time, I think that's where I come in with my voice and my opinion of having the notion to go, hey, you know what, just release these films, just release these films. If Hollywood and film has to take a year off, if, you know, everything slow down, this is the first time this is happening. It's a novel virus that's out. Everything, this is the first time. Well, you know what, in a year from now, two years from now, whatever, that whole re-jump start, that's kind of cool and for the Hollywood system because people want to see the opportunity to see new original stuff, new original content. Netflix is leading the way and they always have been in terms of new original content. There's studio systems out there that are a little bit smaller that have headway like A24 and such. And I won't go into all that, but 
having that type of accessibility right now in a world where the theater system is dying, I think these studios are forgetting the simple notion that whether it's a month, two months, three months, whatever, that there's going to be thousands of movie theaters. This is not a prediction. This is a fact. There are going to be thousands of movie theaters nationwide in the U.S. that will never reopen. They're going to be foreclosed because they were either struggling as is, getting by, or the simple thing that they're not going to get the bailout that they need to recoup their losses from the last three months, two months, one week, six weeks, whatever, however you want to look at it. They're not going to have that. So for that to go into effect, they really, really need the help. And by streaming, by charging the price that you're charging, I think it's worth it. Now, with that and news going on and everything, um, I found it kind of interesting how Christopher Nolan came out talking about the studio system and people and filmmakers need to help out the people that service us, the consumer. This is the people that work in the aisles, the ushers, the ticket takers, the managers, the security, the projectionists, the cleaners, those people. Those people need our help right now as well because if they can't come back to their jobs, then straight up, we need an adjustment. We need an adjustment. So next new piece of news that's really interesting is that Justice League. I know everybody, there's so many different ups and whops about Justice League with Warner Brothers. But here's the interesting thing. Um, Zack Snyder, who directed Justice League, if you don't know, Joss Whedon took over and added about... 80 pages to the script, which is crazy. And it bared little resemblance to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, that's probably where you're going. Yeah, it did feel kind of weird where the beginning felt like this. And then it went like that. And then it went like this. And I just felt this change like everybody else. Now, if you're not aware of why Zack Snyder left production of Justice League and you're not aware who Zack Snyder is, just to fill you in, Zack Snyder is the guy who directed Watchmen 300, Dawn of the Dead, the remade version with Ving Grames, and he also did Batman v Superman, and he did Justice League. Well, he left production, unfortunately, um, there was a passing in his family, his daughter unfortunately passed, so he needed him and his wife needed to take that time and to step away and care for their other kids and also themselves. And, you know, I understand that. And to this day, I feel so bad for him and his family and so sorry for their loss. And, you know, um, so the, the point I'm getting at of why I'm bringing up justice league is because Zack Snyder's justice league, he's actually got a full edit cut. Um, Snyder himself was he this is like the version he originally intended to release and 
it's looking like there could be a full release. Warner Brothers is considering a director's cut, possibly just popping up the end of this month as a streamer or next year. And his cut is crazy long. It's roughly about three hours and 34 minutes. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a wild cut time. Um, his original assembly cut was five hours. So there's a ton of footage in there. A ton of photos. Like an original five hour cut. Are you kidding me? He literally cut another two hour movie out of his film. That's that's wild. Like seriously, I'm super pumped. I, you know, hey, we all know if it comes to Marvel winning the comic book movies, great. I'm all for it. Go ahead. Keep the throne. I don't care about that. I want to see all these different films being made. I want to see all the comic books I read as a kid and all my friends read as a kid and all the cartoons we watched and all that stuff. I want to see that stuff made into live action films because A, we have the talent. B, we have the creativity. Three, we or C, <laughs> we have the actual technology to do these kinds of things. Hence why we got the Avengers, you know, so I think that will be really, really fun. I think that's going to be really, really cool. Now, here's some other news. And if I didn't talk about it enough, I want to talk about it super fast. There are rumors speculating, speaking of talking about Marvel, there are rumors speculating that Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil on Netflix, is coming to Spider-Man 3. That's right. Charlie Cox may be reprising his role as Daredevil in Spider-Man 3. That's going to be wild. That's going to be super wild If that happens, that right there is going to be Marvel's introduction of the complete... I know Spider-Man's more so that this too, but I think this is going to be them bringing over certain people for this because of that Netflix series of Marvel shows being dead. Now, with that being said, we could get characters, you know, like Iron Fist... Nobody really cared for it, but, you know, the big ones, you know, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, The Punisher. Oh, my goodness. The Punisher. That would be sweet. And, you know, if they go away from reprising roles of other characters, then I think or actors reprising those characters. I think Marvel should sit there and go, hey, you know what? Netflix led the way. Let's just carry it over because that way we don't have to revisit and do this whole, you know, reimagining of who the origin of blah 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 playing Frank Castle or Luke Cage you you have the you have the actors there you have everything ready to go all you got to do is bring them on over just bring them on over but again you know that would be like sitting there trying to talk Hugh Jackman into playing Wolverine again too some actors like to move on from projects you know they gave it a run you know they're like hey um, out, but, but I don't think Johnny Bernthal is one of those actors. 
I think Johnny Bernthal would love to stay in that role. Um, I remember talking to him pre-production of The Punisher and I was asking him, what do you feel is the most important thing about doing this film series? And he told me verbatim, we got to get it right. If we can't get it right in the writing room, there's no reason to shoot it. We got to get it right. He's like, this is an iconic character that deserves all the respect from the great creators that created it and from Marvel. I sat there was like, I, hey, I appreciate that. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. So, yeah, I, if they go that route, that would be sweet. That would be super sweet. Now, with movie news and reviews being caught up, let's take a moment to get uh, Bior on. So, Bior is your free for your pores. I use the Blue Agave Deep Cleansing Pore Strips for my nose. It works, and I feel so rejuvenated. I super recommend it. It's a little uh, kick from our sponsor. You get like six strips in a box, and uh, you know, hey, it'll it'll help out all your needs and wants, or it won't. Who knows? It's completely at your discretion. But you know, at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know. So. If you didn't get the chance to check out yesterday's episode, I just want to recap on one thing and one thing only that Onward was released last night, digital uh, streaming to buy, and it will be coming on April 3rd, if not sooner, to Disney+. Plus. I got a chance to watch it last night because I didn't get to see it in theaters, and it was amazing. It was great. I loved it. I enjoyed it. The adventure the comedy the action the special visual effects the the digital creativity that went into the story and the telling was really emotional and really good uh if you're not familiar with onward and haven't seen a trailer or seen anything for it it's um from director screenwriter dan scanlon who did monsters university keep in mind andy did monsters inc but um it stars tom holland and chris pratt as the lightfoot brothers and julia lucis dreyfus as their mom while there's other actors that are working on this film that are just amazing like octavia spencer ali wong john ratzenberger lena way mel rodriguez Corey Ray helped produce it, as well as Pete Doctor. If you don't know who uh, Pete Doctor is, Pete Doctor has produced some of the most amazing films that we've seen today in digital and visual effects with Pixar. He's worked on Monsters, Inc., Brave, Up, WALL-E, Inside Out, Toy Story 4. So he knows what he sees is a good one. He's going to work on it. And you can't go wrong there and the cool thing that i found that was interesting is keith bunin actually wrote this with dan and if you don't know who keith bunin is he did the movie he wrote the movie horns with uh daniel radcliffe and that's another weird story in itself but uh enough of that um so just you know it's at home it's finally here it's onward I think you'll love it. It's definitely a family film. It's a great film that follows these elf brothers, uh, Ian and Barley, 
where they get the opportunity to spend a day with their late dad and go on a quest abroad, Barley's epic van, Guinevere. And their mom, Laurel's on the chase to find them and figure this out because um, one's acting completely in character and the other's not, and he's finding himself. So this is a great family story. I definitely recommend it. Um, you can stream it now on, I think it's on YouTube Red and uh, Apple Plus, but I recommend Voodoo. Voodoo will be my main plug and always will be. Voodoo has hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of titles. And Voodoo is the one that gets the early access. They are the new digital age Blockbuster Incorporated. You remember going to Blockbuster and be like, well, Blockbuster has it because that movie store doesn't. And Blockbuster has it because they have a bigger and longer selection. Well, you know what? So does Voodoo. Check it out. Voodoo. You can uh, get your film on, if you will, or your TV shows, depending on what you like. Now, it's spelled V-U-D-U dot com. Go check them out. That's Voodoo. That's right. And they always have crazy deals, extravaganza deals, deals of the week, indie deals, Star Wars deals, HD deals, 50% off rental sales, all sorts of stuff. And they have great categories for um, any individual that walks the planet, family, kids, all that stuff, give it a shot. It's voodoo. And so with us wrapping up today, I want to wrap up um, my top five films of the day that you may or may not have seen. And I'll give you some uh, go ahead rounds to where you can find them, where you can't. Um, some are on voodoo, some are on Netflix, I'm not even going to uh, dive completely in, but we'll we'll do some some take on it. So, um, you know, for the first one, the first one is straight up a horror film. It got poor reviews for some reason on Tomato Mita. But I loved it because a there's certain horror films that like I'm like cool. This is awesome. And I get how, like, you know, horror is like a dime a dozen for people. But if you love horror the way I love horror, then you'll probably sit back and enjoy this, especially if you love the classics. This is The Wolfman. And The Wolfman stars Anthony Hopkins and Benicio Del Toro. And it's a straight-up crazy thriller. And it's the retelling of The Wolfman tale of the son who was bitten by the beast and left for dead only to have a worser fate. And it stars those two, Emily Blunt, Hugo Weaving, Geraldine Chaplin, Art Malik, and Simon Morales. Now, it's from director Joe Johnson. And if you're not aware of Joe Johnson and his style of directing, it's completely uh, unique to its own. But he's just an incredible director. He did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, The Page Master, Jumanji, October Sky, Jurassic Park 3, eh, and Hidalgo. But he also did Captain America, the first Avenger. So, yeah, check it out. It's The Wolfman. It's straight up savage, man. It's a 2010 release. It's 103 minutes long. It's definitely a rated R movie. This is for you guys to chill back and watch. Um, now, you can check this out on um, Apple TV, Vudu, um, Amazon Prime may have it in their packaging. I haven't confirmed that because I don't do Amazon Prime. Sorry. Um, 
it's not on Netflix, not, not, not on Netflix and not on Hulu. So, um, Voodoo is probably going to be your safest bet. Check it out. It's definitely worth your uh, time. It's super unique. And again, it's straight up savage. Yeah. Check it out. The Wolfman. Now, uh, our next film that we're going to talk about that I wholeheartedly believe that everybody should see. And this is for my Denzel, Denzel, my Denzel people. It's Safe House. If you haven't watched Safe House, watch it. You have to watch it. I I know most people love Denzel and they've always seen Denzel, but this is a different side to Denzel that you typically don't see. And what Safe House is, is it's about Denzel who's in this high tension place and he's actually a former CIA operative that's a lethal prisoner and he's escorted to a safe house that's been ran and kept up by special agent Matt Weston, who's played by Ryan Reynolds. Now, the only thing that happens is in the safe house that's in South Africa ends up getting bombarded and raided and were led down this rabbit hole to know that there's a mole inside the CIA that wants to kill Denzel Washington, who's Tobin Frost, because of the information he has, which is the true identity of not just the mole, but also other agents that the moles had killed. And now this movie is directed by Daniel Espinoza. If you're not aware of Daniel Espinoza, he did Easy Money, and he did Child 44, but his most recent to late film was his um, revisiting and reuniting with Ryan Reynolds for a brief moment for the movie Life, which is a sci-fi film, which we'll cover another day in time. Uh, but yeah, Safe House. Check out Safe House. It's awesome. This is another rated R film. It's 116 minutes long. It's a 2012 release. It's If you love Ryan Reynolds, you love Denzel Washington, then you're going to love this. It's also got Vera Farmiga in it, the late, great Sam Shepard, Brendan Gleeson, Ruben Blades, Liam Cunningham, Robert Patrick, uh, Ferris Ferris, and Joel Kinnaman's in it as well. Yeah, give it a check. It's Safe House. Now, the other film I want to talk about that... Uh, oh, wait. You know what? Let's back that up for a second. Now, Safe House... You can find it on Vudu. It's not going to be on Netflix at the moment. It is a uh, released on Apple TV and Warner Brothers. does have their own accessibility to it. I would say for the um, cheaper you want would probably be... Um, probably be voodoo again i know that it sounds like i'm biased with voodoo but honestly if you haven't at least tried to download it don't judge me you shouldn't judge anybody i'm serious now you can check out safe house on uh, youtube you can get it for 3.99 it's also on itunes for 3.99 voodoo google play amazon prime has it but only to own um so give it a shot it's definitely uh, something that you should watch. Now we can move on. Now we can jump to another film to watch that may or may not be on your radar. And uh, that, my friends, is straight up going to be Brothers. Now, this film is definitely something 
uh, I highly recommend. It's a remake of a Swedish film, and it's extremely good. Uh, it's from director Jim Sheridan. If you don't know who Jim Sheridan is, he did um, In the Name of the Foxer, The Boxer, uh, or In the Name of the Father, The Boxer. He did Get Rich or Die Trying, uh, Dream House. And he just came out with the secret scripture. Uh, He did Bloody Sunday. What it does is it sets the modern tale of two brothers who are completely opposite ends of the spectrum. One is Sam Cahill, who's an army or a Marine, I believe. He's a he's a soldier. And Tommy Cahill, who's basically the the screw up black sheep of the family. Now, Sam Cahill is played by Tobey Maguire who was actually held as a POW prisoner in the Middle East. And Jake Gyllenhaal plays Tommy, who is the screw-up uncle to uh, Bailey Madison and Taylor Gear, who are his nieces. And his sister-in-law, who is Toby's wife, is played by Natalie Portman, taking on the role of Grace Cahill. Now, what happens is... He goes on his fourth tour of duty, leaving behind his wife and two daughters when his Black Hawk helicopter is shot down in the mountains of Afghanistan. And the worst is presumed that he is dead and left to die. However, he survives. And during that time, um, his younger brother, Tommy, steps in to fill the family void. And it looks like they're getting too close for comfort. And then he comes home. It also has Sam Shepard on as their father or the grandfather, if you will. And Clifton Collins Jr., Kerry Mulligan, Ethan Supley before he got all ripped now. Omid Abtai and Mary Winningham and Josh Berry. It's, It's a really great film. It's very very emotional and struggling but it also battles and deals with family perspective on things so give it a shot it's brothers it's 105 minutes long it's a 2009 drama and you can check this out on hulu right now it's free on hulu if you don't have hulu it's on hbo go and that's free with your subscriptions of course But if you don't have that and you're willing to spend the money, you can check it out on YouTube, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and Vudu for about $3.99. So give that a shout. Check it out. It's Brothers. Now, from our second to last film, this film you definitely should watch. And we're... We're going to just keep it right here because this is a film that you should all enjoy. It is epic in all proportions. It's Tarsum Singh's visionary directing tale of Immortals. Now, if you're not aware of Tarsum Singh, he has a style unlike his own. It's almost like watching colorful moving water paintings at the highest level. And um, he did the movie The Fall. If you've never seen that, it is a masterpiece. It probably has one of the most parallaxes shots ever that's so beautiful in Hollywood history. And he also did The Cell with J-Lo. So in this one, he transports us to this epic tale of treachery, vengeance, and destiny in Immortals. It's a stylish and visual spectacle 
uh, like no other, seriously. Um, it's about this power-hungry king who uh, raises ancient Greece in search of a legendary weapon. A heroic young villager rises up against him in a thrilling quest as a timeless as it is powerful. Literally, it's awesome. I recommend it. It's, again, from director Tarsum Singh. He also did a movie called Selfless, if you're not aware. Not really his forte, but it, it was good. And it stars Henry Cavill as Theseus and Stephen Dorff, Isabel Lucas, Frida Pinto, Luke Evans, who come, plays Zeus, Kellen Lutz as Poseidon, John Hurt as Old Zeus, the great late John Hurt, and the the villain, if you will, the antagonist is Mickey Rourke playing King Hyperion. If you don't know your ancient Greek, uh, you should. It's about getting the bow and raising an army. Well, how it's looked in the film, it's an army, but uh, in the ancient tales, King Hyperion is actually thwarted to... um, fight against Zeus and Theseus steps in being the son of Zeus, not knowing that he's the son of Zeus to stop him because his goal is to bring the end of days by resurrecting an old Greek text, Poseidon, Zeus, Aphrodite, all these characters, their father who and never mind, I won't get into it. There's too much history there. Uh, kind of goes all over the place in that term because there's been so many retailings. But this is a great action film. Definitely watch it. It's Immortals. It's something that you'll enjoy and love. It's 111 minutes long. It's rated R. It's a 2011 release. It is on Vudu. And, you know, I'm starting to just go with all the subscriptions for you guys. That way it makes it easier. You can actually watch it with a Hulu subscription right now. Or if you have Sling TV, it's $4.99 on iTunes, which seems really expensive. And Apple's like ripping you off. Like, seriously, don't get it if you have iTunes or Apple TV and you have to pay for it. You can get it on YouTube, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and Vudu for $2.99. That's $2 saved in your pocket right there. So, yeah, go check it out. It's Immortals. Definitely something that's uh, worth a watch. And if you haven't seen it, I think you'll like it, love it, whatnot. Now, the last film today that I want to review and talk about is by far, it goes in my top 100 all time. I, you know, I always give you guys my top 100. Always know that there'll be a movie in there that if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. And what this movie is, is Black Hat. Yes, Carlos didn't stutter. It's Black Hat. It's set within the world of global cybercrime. Black Hat follows furloughed convict Nicholas Hathaway, who's played by Chris Hemsworth, and his American and Chinese partners as they hunt as they hunt a high-level cybercrime network from Chicago to Los Angeles to Hong Kong to Jakarta. And Hathaway closes in. The stakes become personal as he discovers that the attack on a Chinese nuclear power plant was just the beginning. Now. This is another film that's brought to us from the wild and awesome creative mind of Michael Mann. I love Michael Mann. He's one of my favorite directors in Hollywood all time. If you're not aware of Michael Mann, he's the showrunner and creator of Miami Vice, the original TV show. 
He brought us Thief. He directed Last of the Mohicans. He worked on Ali, as I've recently talked about. He did the movie Miami Vice, and he's produced some great films. Now, what he stands out for as a director is he directed The Insider with Russell Crowe, Heat, Collateral, it's so many films. We may take a moment to just appreciate Michael Mann. There may be a day where I go, we're going to have a Michael Mann moment here uh, because, yeah, he's amazing. Now, what sets him out and apart is the way he directs. He does very experimental directing, whether it's digital, film, whatnot. But his biggest thing is he tries to stay as real baseline as possible with real people, real situations, real choices, real actions, real vocabulary and conversation opposed to okay we're here and then all of a sudden we jump ship and we're somewhere else by the end of the day he doesn't do that he tries to stay on a realistic timeline as possible now black hat is straight up 134 minutes it just came out a couple years ago it's straight up anything you want to know. It's probably, if not one of the best hacking films ever made. And so it has Chris Hemsworth as Nick. It's got Tang Wei as Chen Lian. And if you don't know who Tang Wei is, um, who she's a badass actress. She was in Lust Caution. So that's just a, a, little, a little something for you there. Um, and then you have Viola Davis as Carol Barrett. And Richie Coster as Elias Kassar, Holt McCollany as Mark Jessup, John Ortiz, and Liam Wang, and Yorick Van Wageningen. Yeah, I just said it, and I actually hit it right on the T. It's um, he's from Forty Seven Ronin. He's in the way. Uh, he was in the New World. He's also in the Chronicles of Riddick, Escape from uh, Escape Room, Beyond Borders. Great actor very underrated it's also got william mopather in it who's got a little cameo as well as uh jason butler harner and if you don't know who william mopather is by the way um this is no spoiler but he plays rich donahue so when you watch this film just be on the lookout for rich donahue that he's actually in real life tom cruise's cousin and you can kind of see a little bit resemblance in there so Okay, uh, with that being said, I think you guys should enjoy it. Now, you can watch it with the Hulu subscription. You can watch it with Sling TV subscription. It's on Amazon Prime right now for $6.99. That is ridiculous. It is not $6.99 to rent this movie. It should never be. Go to YouTube. Go to iTunes. Go to Google Play. Go to Vudu. $3.99. Just saved you some more money. Definitely watch it out. That's my pick of the night. Enjoy it. Black Hat, Chris Hemsworth. And if you're a Thor fanatic, hey, you're going to get... He's got a little bit longer. It's not completely long, but it's a little long. You're going to love it. Um, definitely check it out. If that is not the pace for you, then I would say stay away from all Michael Mann films. However, you shouldn't because if you love reality, this is a reality-based film. And if you love reality-based films, then this is going to be on your list, whether you want to buy it, rent it, or own it, however you want to own it. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Hey, I do appreciate you taking the time out and spending it with me today. We ran a little bit longer than usual, which is not good, kind of good, awesome. Who cares? But you know what? Hey, have a great day. Stay safe. Stay clean. Stay. Keep the fight. 
Nothing but love, peace, always. Take care, be kind. Thank you.